0: Health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own Number One Living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The Number One Living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland & Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back. This week, I'm diving into human potential from a health, well-being, and fitness angle. But I'm also bringing a touch of the family vibe to the Iron Podcast as well, because my guest this week for the Thursday episode is my closest ally and also my brother. So what a treat it was to be able to venture into the subject of family dynamics with him and look at how we can transcend and transform these slightly more inherited relationships into ones of infinitely more power. It was and is also a huge bonus that Mark, or Sparks as I know, harnesses an immense passion for helping people reach their health and well-being goals because he works as a fitness strength and conditioning coach. So the two of us share way more than just a lifetime of memories and experiences on and off numerous sports pitches because we both now devote immense time and energy to understanding ourselves better and revealing more of what we're capable of. You could say It borders on a kind of obsession. However, we come at it from very different directions, whereas I attack it primarily through the mental and emotional. My brother begins with the physical realm, works his way in from there. So basically, the scene was set during this chat for us to really open up to each other about some interesting stuff that we, I guess, haven't really spoken about before within our relationship, and also for me to learn loads more about how he supports others to reveal big possibilities within themselves. And he does all this through a specialised gym facility called Means, up in Newcastle where we used to share a house as brothers, but the rugby field also as professional players and teammates. Now, Sparks got a very interesting take upon the power of what he calls life fitness. And this is something I feel confident in saying, that's going to challenge the way we look at what's really important to us and the way we look at how we make the most of every moment too. So in this conversation, he provides some pretty simple entry points for feeling some immediate gains in life, as well as laying down some beautiful longer-term game-changing opportunities as well. And it's this concept of life fitness that I want to explore in
1: my little Tuesday episode here. There are instances where we can easily become so overzealous about a particular method or a particular type of way of doing things that it it becomes almost combative and it just obscures you from the greater picture, which is I'm trying to become healthier so I can have, as if we sort of say the cliche of more years in your life, more life in your years, in order to do the other things, to not be so caught up in this is, I have to do this. This is the whole point of it which is fine, as you said, when it's an obvious means to an end in order to achieve a goal or or, or a performance. But as you said, what comes after that is, well, what? And the beauty of trying to maintain a capability and a health and a fitness that's purpose is to make life better, is that it works no matter what you want to point yourself at. So I spent so much of my life
0: up to this point seeking to
1: achieve goals, victories, trophies, accolades
0: and ultimately success in sport. But I recognised, like we all do at some point though, that getting lost in trying to control outcomes can be dangerous. It can be an absolute talent and passion destroyer. I think we noticed then The secret to bringing about outcomes actually lies in the process. So we start talking, focusing upon performance. There is a next step though, as I see it. And this is to understand that the secret to the process or to performance is actually just us. Eventually, we realize that if we truly want to explore what we're capable of, we have to look into ourselves, into where our potential exists, where it originates. We have to start looking, I think, at taking full responsibility for this piece of life that we are before we go trying to work on anyone or anything else. And this inward path reveals itself to me to be an endless but incredibly rewarding journey of ever expanding opportunity. One that's so engaging, it has the capacity to leave concepts like pressure, fear of failure and expectation in its wake. And a good starting point for turning inwards into who and what we are and away from all these limits of the stuff around us is in finding a bigger, more powerful definition for well-being. So it took me some time to get there, but I eventually became more conscious during my career that yes, I was very, very fit when I was playing rugby. I could run faster and further. I was working on lifting heavier weights, getting stronger, tackling more powerfully, all of this more intensely and for longer and longer as I went along. I was fit, but I wasn't at all healthy. In fact, I'll go as far as to say that I was hugely unhealthy, unbalanced, ungrounded, and unstable in so many respects. Specific fitness, as Sparks mentions, is always going to adapt the body to become very suited for certain endeavours and functions. But simultaneously, it's going to pull us out of alignment for so many others. The more extreme the endeavor and the more intense the desire behind it, and I had plenty of that, then the more evidence that I think this shaping becomes, hence why it's called fitness conditioning. So as a player, I was able to run through brick walls over and over again, train for hours on end, think about the game constantly, whatever it was, I could do it. But then on the other hand, I needed help to scratch my own back. I made getting in and out of cars look so difficult. And as for things like squatting down on my haunches or sitting on the floor to play with nieces or nephews or whatever it was for any amount of time. Well, this was just out the question. So I asked myself, I guess, what would it be like to be able to make more of every moment and opportunity to be specifically fit to do this, specifically fit to fully engage, painlessly, effortlessly, and in, I guess the most alive way. To be an amazing life player, to be able to adapt, to respond, to be creative, spontaneous, solid, and dependable, to be able to clearly see what it is that we need to do and then do it the way that we want to do it all in line with the life that we wish to live so that it becomes the world we actually create. Sparks highlights I think this opportunity in his four key pillars that lie at the heart of health and well-being.
1: There's that beautiful sweet spot that if I could provide some sort of, I believe, Venn diagram. The circles of how you sleep and how you look after yourself and how you are in your in your downtime, how you move and how you hold your body. So kind of your posture and what activity you choose to do and how you do it. Another one would be how you fuel yourself. So obviously food and and hydration and and anything else that you put into the body and then how you breathe, which is, it's kind of involved in all of those at the same time, but it's also such a powerful tool for performance as well as relaxation, as well as recovery, as well as maximizing health and optimizing all those things. Where those four intersect in the middle is where all the good stuff is. Now for me, it's inconceivably important
0: to take into account here that yes, these may seem like nice little tools and focuses for improving our day-to-day existence, getting through things a bit easier maybe, maybe just feeling a bit brighter, looking a bit different, But these same four elements have been the doorways into humanity's greatest liberating and enlightening transformations. It simply depends upon how much of ourselves we're willing to devote to them. Diet is about changing the way we eat, I guess, and that can bring about some nice little improvements. But nourishing our bodies with certain foods in ever-deepening, connected and harmonious ways has been known to unlock higher dimensions of our cells' intelligence to function beyond the realm of what we consider possible. Our bodies are regenerating constantly, so much so that every decade or so, there's barely a cell left from our old body at all. We are completely brand new. And what is it that our new physical self, our new body is constructed out of? Pretty much the food we've eaten. So then what... We eat and how we consume it, it couldn't be more important when we consider its sheer level of responsibility for our sensory experience of life. Exercise, the way we move our bodies, it can help to get blood flowing, it can help to loosen joints, build a bit of strength and power here and there, even help us keep a a steady weight. But actually the way we move our bodies and the way we hold them has provided the basis for yoga practices and asanas that have been part of aligning the energy centers of the body, the chakras, in such a way that it allows individuals to become these antennae so tuned in to receive deeper dimensions and frequencies of what life has to offer. On this podcast with Sparks in in this very interview, We even get to hear about the importance of a simple thing such like uh, resistance training for maintaining muscle mass as we age so that we can continue to explore all our passions and hobbies so that we can continue to improve and grow and explore well into the latter stages of our lives. This may seem like a simple thing, but in that respect, it's become like a fountain of youth. And as for breathing, it happens automatically automatically we're unconscious of it, it's taking place all by itself all the time, we take it so much for granted. But deeply focusing upon our breathing, it holds the power to dissolve us into an experience of oneness with everything around us. Because the air we breathe is our life force, it oxygenates the entire system, brings it alive. And when we're able to maximise and optimise our breathing, we can actually enhance our state of being and our experience of what it feels like to be truly alive to levels that can be awe-inspiring and shocking. And finally, recovery, restfulness, it may seem like taking it easy, sitting back, taking a bit of a holiday, having a break, a bit of me time, but these same things sit at the center of all meditative and mindfulness practices, practices that unite us with the divine within us. This restfulness in this respect, it brings me to the biggest factor I think that underpins the work of these four pillars. The factor that makes it possible for these four pillars to go way beyond the odd 1% gain here and there.
1: What would be the methodology to eat a meal in the best way possible? Now, if it's grabbing something on a sprint and pounding it into your face whilst running for something, I'd be very surprised. As compared that to sitting down with someone that you would really going to have a great chat with awesome food that you really enjoy that makes you feel good when you eat it that you actually chew the food and you can taste the food and you can appreciate it there's no comparison and it's the same with you tell someone to take a deep breath they don't immediately assume the brace position that you get on an airplane no one's taking a deep breath with your head locked between your knees You sit back, you pull the shoulders back, you open up the diaphragm, give yourself space to inflate the lungs and poof, awesome breath. So the more that you can think about, okay, for every time I need to really dip into that, that fight or flight, I'm gonna allow myself some chance to come out of that and counteract it. So this one, it's enormous. I guess
0: de-stressing in this respect, we could look at it just as relaxation relaxation for me is the catalyst for everything just look at the role it plays at night for example in our sleep one of my brother's favorite topics when we let go into deep sleep at night truly let go we fall way beyond our ideas of who we are and in doing so we allow for immense regeneration and a downloading to take place so that when we wake We feel automatically renewed. We are different people after a good night's sleep. We're somehow able to attack what seemed the night before to be an impossibility in our day. And when we relax our identities, we relax our ideas of who we are, we relax our views upon life and others, we move from compulsion to creativity. We move from conflict to compassion. And we feel the belonging and the oneness we yearn for and the connection and that collaboration leads to that team spirit that makes everything in life seem worthwhile. When we relax our bodies, we channel all our intentions and our gifts so much more efficiently. We manifest this flow, this spontaneity, all as a result of this deeper engagement and involvement and feel in our performance. Through the tension and the stress we lose all that subtle interaction, all that information goes missing. We see in sprinting and boxing even just how it seems like a paradox to talk about relaxing while striving so hard. But ask anyone that's in that space, they'll understand there is something about letting go and allowing with that powerful intention at the base. Relaxation for me, it is the shift from stressing to healing. Because just being alive is a stressor for the body. The heart has to keep pumping. And how many muscles are working in just that? How many muscles are working endlessly in the act of breathing? And neurologically, what's happening at that level? We're firing constantly. The body's regenerating and rebuilding, as we said, non-stop. And it's also responding constantly with everything around it on the outside in order that it can remain alive. And this is the basis behind the aging of the body. It's inevitable. From the moment that we're born, physically, we're moving towards the grave. But for some reason, we seem to like to accelerate this journey by adding that level of hasty, urgent survival mode stress. We're always on threat alert, charged with anger, frustration, fear, whether it's vengeance or, or regret or whatever it is, We're spending way more here than we're depositing into our bank. And then by doing so, we're heading to a a rather perilous, overdrawn space. But what if we really committed to relaxation the same way that we seem to commit to stressing? If we committed to this relaxation as the basis for our training for life, for our youth What if we fed our bodies, moved them and breathed in a way that was constantly depositing credits instead of spending them? But this doesn't mean doing nothing. It doesn't mean not getting out there, getting stuck in, following dreams at all, because actually following passions, excitements, feeling that challenge, feeling that slight sort of not quite sure on the edge unknown all that anticipation all that willing desire behind it this beautiful you stress as it's known that sparks tells us about it adds purpose meaning worth and value to our lives that enriches them and actually harnesses way more energy than it expends all of this i think comes down to simply recognizing at some level that stressing is the game we play but relaxation is the big opportunity. That's the constant fitness and our idea of who we are is something to be played with, to be explored, but health and healing, well, this is the big important stuff where our true potential resides. Fitness and all this kind of stuff comes out of health. Health does not come out of fitness. Doing doesn't lead to being, but being inspires our doing to get interested in that level of being is where the secret is. Rather than exhaust ourselves all day before flopping on the sofa in the evening and talking about what a long day it was, we can be healing throughout the day, reinventing ourselves, resetting, reinvigorating all the time. Rather than waiting for the end of the day, the end of the week, to the summer holidays, to the next pay raise or retirement, or even to our deathbed to look back and wonder what it was all about, we can do our healing right here and now, whatever's happening around us. As my brother says, it's in the relaxation and recovery, after the stress and the challenge, that all the positive adaptation occurs. If we never stop stressing or we stress for so long or so hard, without that recovery always taking place in and around it, we're going to adapt negatively and end up, as we said before, overdrawn. If we can put ourselves out there in the unknown, in amongst the unintended outcomes, feel that angst and discomfort, but still gloriously and openly and curiously relax into our lives, we can heal beyond where we ever started. We can start to remember stuff about who we are that we never even knew we knew. Think about how our postures become somehow shaped to self-protect, how we stand guard over our hearts, how we hurry around, just take a look around us at how this seems to be the overriding message that we give off. Look at how we lean over our computers, how we curve our spines forward, we hunch over, grow smaller. Yet through opening back up, through the relaxation, through standing tall but loose, all of this can lead us to remember a reach and a range of movement, a space that we barely even had as children. We can, I guess, reveal a depth to our breathing that definitely takes us into uncharted space, a conscious depth. And with this, what if we focused also on relaxing or letting go of these acquired beliefs and conclusions about how the world is? As we drop into ever greater acceptance or relaxation of the body in this respect or acceptance for the, for the mind and the identity and trust, then we can remember a freedom that we've never actually owned before. It's definitely a movement back against the ageing process. It's such an inspiring opportunity that goes against that slightly now, I think, less relevant and maybe slightly fatigued old school narrative of fighting our way through everything To catch a few good years at the end because they don't really seem to ever arrive the way that we think they're going to. My feeling is that there's no limit to what we can heal to, but we definitely heal into our potential. We don't stress our way to earning it. We stress away from it. The concept of a work life balance for me is kind of a crazy one. We gear ourselves to be workers and We gear ourselves to suffer through our work. We just don't seem to be able to make the most of each moment. There is only life. There is always the possibility in this moment to heal or to stress. These are our choices. Relax into the challenge or just survive it. But first, this does require that we become aware of our challenge when it's happening in real time and not something that we kind of look back on retrospectively at the close of each day, looking back on the carnage that we've played our role in. We can actually catch it at the time. And how we do this is down to relaxation again, I think. Because as we relax a little bit, our intense focus that's so geared to objects and situations and analysis and 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 in that almost tunnel visioned, I guess, mechanism it softens through relaxation into awareness of our experience and ourselves. It naturally comes back to us and we go from controlling to exploring. We go from being so solid and so lost to being so adaptable and present. We go from gross to subtle. We become more in touch with all the sensitivities and intricacies and all that information in our relationships, in our interactions, all the stuff that goes missing. This zone that I consistently refer to and are going to continue to, this peak performance, life performance, peak life experience, for me, it's the ultimate balance between engagement and relaxation. In fact, it's a beautiful chicken and egg scenario between the two. But what does all this mean for daily life, though? We can't be in peak performance all the time. I guess otherwise it wouldn't no longer be a peak of performance. But we can definitely commit more to moving and flowing through everything we're doing with a bit more of an effortless genius. We can explore our vulnerability with a curiosity. We can explore every moment with a degree of humility and let our gift speak for us rather than our minds. This capacity to choose how we walk through our day, how we carry the shopping, how we speak on the phone, how we sit as we're driving. With this awareness, we can find a position that is bringing energy in. We can tune our our attention to what is exciting to us in this moment, to where our passion is. We can be harnessing energy in every second and imagine the kind of bank account energy bank account we're creating and what kind of power that brings us as we carry through our lives and this for me is just the beginning of scratching the surface of health and well-being and of life fitness so this is kind of as you can see something my brother and I very very much into we talk about it a huge amount just because it's of of enormous power and value to us. It aligns with the kind of worlds we want to live in and the kind of futures we want for ourselves and all those around us. It's part of our vision for the future, for the world we wish to live in too. And it's something we're applying all the time. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear... What you're up to in your worlds, too, what little uh, opportunities you've found physically, whether it be through the exercise, the breathing, the diet, the sleep, the restfulness, whatever it is, be really interesting. It's certainly fantastic to hear. So, thank you once again for tuning in, for all your contributions. It's been phenomenal. I can't wait to continue the journey with you. My name's Johnny Wilkinson. This is the I Am Podcast with Mark Wilkinson.